0: Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. When Enterprise loses Geordi, but gains a wounded Romulan on an away mission, Geordi will have to find his way back to the ship with the help of a sworn enemy. But can he make it home before the Romulans attack?
1: From November 4th, 1989, it's Season 3, Episode 7, The Enemy, or slash in the cave <laughs> Goddamn damn right i'm cam that's
0: dan and it's about time we had a romulan slash episode Cameron. Yes, Dan.
1: We have had some serious drought. And I'm not talking about the stuff that lit up California and Australia. I'm not talking about this global climate (laughs) catastrophe. I am talking about a drought of something far more important than the life-saving H2O that our planet is crying (laughs) out for. I'm talking about a slash drought. And today... I was quenched.
0: <laughs> You're goddamn right you were quenched. It was seriously like fan fiction.
1: It really was. I'm like, wait, he's gonna get trapped in the cave with this Romulan? Oh my
0: god. And the Romulan's god. legs don't work and Jordy's suddenly blind and they're gonna
1: have to work together to Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see anything. You're going to have to be my eyes, and my legs don't work. You're going to have to carry me. They have to work together together, in tandem, almost like they're incomplete parts until they become whole.
0: <laughs> oh, but but enough, enough hinting, enough teasing. I'm going to do the thing.
1: Enough tacky innuendo. <laughs> Read the damn
0: thing. Tacky innuendo? How dare you? <laughs> it's horny innuendo and has never been anything but on Star 43349.2 the enterprise responds to a romulan distress signal coming from galorndon core a planet near the neutrazone on the federation side with severe radiologic storms that interfere with transporters communal <laughs> communications and neural pathways so klutzy Riker, Worf, and LaForge transport down through a window in the storms to discover wreckage of Romulan craft on the hostile planet's surface. Dun 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 ba, da, ba, ba. Worf finds a Romulan survivor near death and subdues him. Punch. While Riker and Worf take the Romulan back to the beacon for transport, LaForge ends up falling into a hidden hole. Like I said, so clutzy. Riker and Worf try to find him, but are forced to leave before the transport window in the storm closes. Geordi, after having been trapped in the hole for a while, brilliantly lo- uses his visor to discover native metals, and then his phaser and dirt to form climbing spikes, and nopes the fuck out of there. But by the time Jordy reaches the surface, it is impossible to communicate with the Enterprise. Once again, dun-dun-dun! Aboard the ship, Dr. Crusher attends to the Romulan and finds that he he is suffering from severe neurological damage due to the planet's storms, and that she needs to locate a matching donor of a rare variety of ribosome to keep him alive. When Captain Picard asks for suggestions on how... To locate Geordie, Wesley Crusher offers the idea of launching a probe onto the planet's surface that would send neutrino signals that could be detected by LaForge's visor and lead him to the probe, and that would allow him to use the signal to be able to return to the Enterprise during the next window. As they launch and monitor the probe, the Enterprise detects a communication from Romulan Commander Tomalak when they hail him to inform him that Romulans violated the treaty by entering the federation space he brushes it off as a misunderstanding and explains that the craft went off course due to a malfunction Uh, picard informs him that they found a survivor and after getting assurances that the craft only had one occupant agrees to meet tumalak at the neutral zone to deliver the survivor Several crew members suggested a more aggressive response, but Picard warns his crew that they must handle the situation delicately to avoid setting off another war between the Federation and Romulan empires. On the surface, La discovers the probe's signal, but follow. But while following its guidance, is captured by... <laughs> Botra, another Romulan survivor of the crash. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm feeling very animated series. Um... <clears throat> Well, Butra holds the forge hostage. He is smote by the angry higher life. Fo- oh wait, wrong series. <laughs> uh, he gets hit by falling rocks through the sheer power of shitty luck, and Jordi helps him. <laughs> Geordie helps him to shelter, but Butra is a massive dick and still holds him hostage. On the ship, Worf is found to be the only suitable donor for the dying Romulan, but he refuses due to his grudge with the Romulans' race for killing his parents and for them for that one being a total asshole. Ugh. Picard urges just to put his duty to Starfleet over his honor as a Klingon, but it is all for naught, for the Romulan succumbs to his wounds and dies. After a while, Brocha reveals that he is losing feeling in his legs from the whole rock and roll sitch, and Geordie notes that he's starting to have problems seeing through his visor, leading him to conclude that the storms are causing neurological damage, upping the ante that they must get off the planet to survive. Jordy manages to convince him to take chances with the federation, but they had but as they head out for the probe, the neurological damage takes its course and he is unable to see. Ross suggests connecting the visor to the tricorder, using the combined technology to make to direct them to the probe, and the two work together to overcome their physical disabilities to make it there. Tumalak, I rate that the enterprise wasn't at the designated waiting point at the agreed-upon time, violates the treaty and appears in front of the Enterprise of the planet. Picard is forced to report that the Romulan crewman died, which infuriates Tomalak as he prepares his weapons to fire at the Enterprise. As the Enterprise raises its shields, they discover LaForge has reached the probe with another life form. Picard warns Tomalak that they are lowering the shields to beam the survivors directly to the bridge. When they arrive, Butra reports to Tomalak that he didn't snitch and that LaForge helped save his life. (laughs) Tomolek accepts this and stands down his weapons. Botra casually thanks... cautiously thanks casually. (laughs) I mean, it was pretty casual. Yeah, thanks, It was totally cash. Uh, Cautiously thanks LaForge for his help and is returned to the Romulans, and the Enterprise escorts Tomolek's ship back into the neutral zone and so ends the enemy. Or as the Romulans say, "Jim."
1: You remember a couple episodes ago... When Jordy was having lady problems, I do. I think we may have figured it out, Cameron.
0: <laughs> he likes Romulans, he which likes is Romulans, which is a bummer because they're at war. Well, they're at a very frantic peace. But uh, speaking of frantic pieces,
1: yeah, right. Oof, that was, <laughs> it was it was frantic. It was desperate. It was life threatening time so hot oh god it was uh it was very much sleeping with the enemy
0: it was very much it was I mean so good
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah talk about behind enemy lines
0: (laughs) uh behind
1: yeah sorry that the that pun was a bridge too far um I can, I can i can name more world war ii movies i there's actually a, you know i can make a i can make a schindler's list of them <laughs> <laughs> i'm done cameron what did you love about this episode i loved
0: everything about this episode actually i loved the plot i loved the ticking clock i loved the fact that we get to see the romulans again and the beautiful to class warship they're just mwah, every time i loved that geordie is our main focus I love that Wesley saves the day, but then everyone moves the fuck on. Yeah. It was just, it was a great Jordi episode. It redeemed the last garbage fire that he was, he was the lead in. Very much so. Because once again, he's lovable and brilliant and, you know, <laughs> so, so sensual when he doesn't mean to be.
1: Yeah. i I think he 100% meant to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm always a little grumpy when there's sand in my shoes. Wink.
1: Pours the sand out slowly. (laughs) Cut to Sulu. Oh, my. Oh, my. Get out of here, Takei. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you see we don't want you anymore?
0: (laughs) Everybody wants me.
1: (laughs) It's all going to be Takei. (laughs) It's um,
0: okay to be to <clears throat> um, and it definitely is in this episode. I, uh, I must admit, the slash factor. I mean, it's a great episode anyway, but the slash factor has never struck me like this before.
1: Yeah, this was really, really slashy, and like, I'm surprised we haven't gotten more, you know, Romulan or Klingon, ex-Federation officer slash at this point, just because. It's classic. Enemies falling in love. It is classic. I hate you, but I need to fuck you. <laughs> you know, greater understanding and um, negotiations through banging. Yep. Like, yep, classic stuff. <laughs> uh, additionally, though, we had. It's also a classic track. It's classic. We had uh, we had great set pieces. The planet looked stellar. It opened so dramatically with them on the planet. No captain's log. I'm just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Thunder and lightning. <laughs> very, very frightening me. Um,
0: <laughs> There's a light over at the Frankenstein place, if you know what I mean.
1: No, the, the episode was beautifully directed, actually. There's a it lot was. of good shots, excellent camera work. Um good line readings from the crew, and the cuts were quick. Not a lot of that. I love this show, but sometimes you get some dead air. Like, they finish, somebody says something that they're like, people at home are probably going to laugh right about now, so I'm just going to stand here for a second with with a look on my face, and there's no laugh track, and there's no soundtrack, so it's just awkward as shit. It's like they're leaving in a beat for a sitcom, but they don't have any of the sitcom filler. So they just stand there going, <laughs> oh, you, oh, you. They just It's just always a look of like, what? Or, aw, or, hey. Like, we didn't have any of that in this episode, which was no. great because we didn't need it because it was a tense situation. Also, can I just say, Beverly Crusher's hair was crushing it. She looked, she... <laughs> first scene i was like oh my the doctor was getting ready to go out she was like the minute this mission is done i'm going dancing (laughs) she looked she looked great she Um, did
0: she just got a blowout
1: 100 percent.
0: but yeah i i have to say that this had one of my favorite shots that is on in all of next gen but probably all of the world when geordie is starting to climb out and it's perfectly framed by the rock and it's just ugh. So beautiful.
1: I loved the shot near the end when um, when Picard's pacing on the bridge away from us and it just cuts to his hands clasped behind his back and his crew can't see him, but he's just like knocking his one hand into the other. He's like, there's just a little nervousness there and then he's walking away from us. So we also get the advantage of a butt shot. And then- uh, <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> And then he, he turns and he's giving orders while he does it. It was great camera work in this episode. Um, yeah, seeing Jordy go through all of his trials and tribulations and to most definitely get banged along the way. Oh, yeah, was great. Um, I
0: enjoyed <laughs> I They were both so dirty when they came up.
1: Oh, filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear how loaded it was when he said he was not mistreated? <laughs>
2: yep, oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. loaded,
1: <laughs> I mean, there was discipline involved, but um, <laughs> but I liked it also, I didn't hate Wharf being racist, just as like a realistic character reaction, um, knowing some like World War II veterans who said terrible things and korean war veterans who said terrible things and vietnam yep. that veter- most mostly in that direction although yep. also about yep. germans yeah um, yep it's not that i condone that or think it's good by any means but it is a it is a phenomenon that happens when you've been to war with a people especially
0: since it was i mean it still hasn't been revealed but it turns out it was a uh... It was a peaceful settlement. It had nothing to do, and it was just eviscerated by the Romulans. And Worf watched his parents die at their hands. So, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he's right to be racist, but he's right to be upset. Yeah. And I I loved the very sound arguments that were given to him, too. You know, mm-hmm. it was, it was just a really interesting B-plot that perfectly tied into the A-plot. And it's something that will continue to show up honestly and it's it's a really interesting character point
1: well and the fact that picard didn't force him to donate cells i wasn't i wasn't clear about what they needed from him um but riboflavin whatever. sure um <laughs> <laughs> we got to preserve him <laughs> need some riboflavin from you uh Klingon's lactate riboflavin um, <laughs>
0: From all the four fact nipples.
1: Th- the fact that Worf wouldn't let himself be milked um, <laughs> and they didn't force him to be was interesting.
0: Well, and then the Romulan being racist too added another level. Right. It was just, the whole thing was gross and very compelling and stuff but that it's... we deal with all the fucking time in this day and age.
1: But it was okay for both of them to be racist because they had a bad experience with that other race one time. One bad
0: experience, yes. And, you know, one bad experience with one person of a singular race lets you absolutely create a giant overarching view that is 100% accurate and
1: correct about that people. You see how I teed you up so you could talk about how woke you are? (laughs) I know what you like. I know what you like. Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yep, just giving you a boost up onto your high horse. Um I no, appreciate this it. is this is this is a very well constructed episode. The writing, the acting, the camera work, it's tight. It it's is tight. very tight.
0: Unlike that Romulan.
1: Uh but it wasn't oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> But it wasn't all the machinations <laughs> of some sex lunatics, was it, Cameron? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It wasn't all slash that I'll be thinking about as I drift off to sleep tonight. <laughs> now, let me try it again. It was it was definitely those things, all of it. it was all uh, of those things. But it wasn't all terribly bedazzled Romulan uniforms. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a bad thing. I can't do that one. It uh, wasn't
0: all Beverly Crusher blowout, was it Daniel?
1: Thank you, Cameron. It You're was not. Getting back to how stupid the Romulan costumes are, I mean, did somebody just have some space blankets and a bedazzler and was like, hmm, "Not quite." Does anyone have like hockey pads that I can staple this to? You're so goddamn bad. right. So it's, bad.
0: It's just a play on the original series Romulan uniforms, Dan. Just I, more I,
1: futuristic. I understand that, the, Cameron. Because of
0: the speckles.
1: But, uh, you know, we had original series Klingons that looked like horrible racist Fu Menchu. And now we have, did I just say Fu Menchu? It's not like Fu Manchu can be pluralized. It's not like it's man. It doesn't matter. I'm dumb. (laughs) Cameron, it was a bad costume that didn't need to be bad. There was no reason for it to look like that. It was stupid.
0: But they've looked like that since the Robins have been appearing in Next Gen.
1: Right, and it was dumb then too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're just so on a saying, rampage then. Yeah, it's I, not
0: a new rampage, it's just a rampage. No,
1: no, I hate bad costumes. I hate ugly, especially, I understand it was the 80s. I get that. I accept that. I know it in my heart. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, fuck, it was the 80s. <laughs> and, this, and the Romulan costumes. It was indeed. And some costumes in the next episode um, definitely <laughs> mm, had, me, mm-hmm. had me thinking, oh, fuck fuck is it the 80s (laughs) yeah yeah woo. Mm
0: -hmm. truly um i hated what you always hate which is the fact that they know for a fact that this is a horrifying despicable planet but they all go down in basically their onesies and (laughs) For- Why do
1: they not send an unmanned probe? That, that that would solve so many problems. There's no reason for people to go down to the surface of this planet. It's true. In pajamas.
0: <laughs> in in stretchy spandex pajamas, and um, <laughs> you know, heaven forbid, you have a little a little satchel that has some emergency stuff on it. You know. Yeah. Like, right. Because I mean, showing Jordy's brilliance was lovely, and I loved every fucking second of it, but. I mean, not even, you know, a rope with a little with a little pew that can futuristically launch itself into rocks so that you can just repel up if you happen to fall in a hole. Because this is the second time in Next Gen that someone has fallen in a hole.
1: Yep. It's like, ah, curse you. <laughs> Holes, my one weakness. Nature's oubliette. <laughs> I just, here's the thing, Cameron. You saw the weather on that planet. No one's even wearing a light jacket. (laughs) Nobody was even like, I think I'd like a rain slicker. Like nothing. I don't go outside. I go outside with a coat on and an umbrella if I think it might sprinkle. (laughs) (laughs) And these people are on a hostile planet where the weather is so bad, it will fry your brain. And they're like, Eh, whatever. It's fine. It's not that bad.
0: (laughs) No protective headgear. I mean, you know, the space spandex is supposed to protect you against most environments, but still. Still. It's it's no excuse.
1: Your hands are exposed, your face is exposed, and I know that Riker has it in his contract that his hair can never be covered, but still. (laughs) I like... I I look at that and go... This is when it stops being science fiction and becomes science farce because it's just so irresponsible and wrong.
0: There was a bit of science farce, especially when Geordie fell down the hole.
1: Yeah. It's like, can you imagine can you imagine soldiers storming the beaches of Normandy in like their dress uniforms? <laughs> Attack! <laughs> <laughs> but don't get any mud on you. Everyone's dying, <laughs> but we look fabulous. Look at my spats. Aren't they cool? <laughs> Ugh. Boy. I also, I, I really liked the bringing back of the Romulans and the Romulan subplot and everything. um, But these didn't seem like the same Romulans. They seemed like much bigger dicks for no reason instead of like intellectually superior. They were just like rude instead of like, hey, we're crazy smart and we will destroy you because we're superior, but we're it's because we're brilliant. We're so high above you. The... The Romulan arrogance was gone, and it was just the Romulan, no uh I don't know anything about that. Fuck you. I, I don't take any responsibility for that. <laughs> That's... Maybe it would,
0: I I always like to think that it was just this one Romulan Tomalek is.
1: What if Tomalek's the dumb Romulan? He's just like, uh, nuh-uh. <laughs> I, <don't know." laughs> I never heard anything about that.
0: Or he's trying to be schmoozy, but it's just not.
1: <laughs> it's like, ignorance isn't sexy, man that's true Mm -hmm. unless you're ignorant yeah i also didn't didn't buy or was okay with that a romulan who's in federation territory has no idea what a phaser or, or a tricorder is he couldn't name it he's like that other thing you've got a tricorder you've been at war with these people for how long and you don't know what that thing's called I don't well, buy that for a fucking second
0: it's not a weapon of war Dan they might be spies but they don't give a shit about science
1: I just I don't again I don't believe that it just doesn't doesn't sit right with me
0: hey Dan science and espionage is Q's job
1: get out of here. <laughs>
0: oh q and q (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and okay it was it it was not a diamond cannon but the the metal spikes was a little ridiculous
0: (laughs) i knew you were gonna hate that i just knew it from my very but
1: not not for the reason you think which is that he somehow was able to make them perfectly shaped in mud that's fine let's let's pretend that the melting point everything that that worked out it's the cooling cameron you know how long it would take for that to be cool to the touch? <laughs> yeah, it took just six sitting hours. There? I just.
0: Well, and there was water there, right there. So he probably went, ha, fuck, and threw it into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ah, for
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. It's I can't see. I can still feel. God. <laughs> I
0: always mix those up. My visor told me it was hot, but I didn't believe them. It must be all that neurological damage. That's why I'm so klutzy. <laughs>
2: Stupid storms. (laughs) It's
1: getting bad. (laughs) So klutzy. Uh, Oh, that's yeah. Oh, that's that's how that's the sad way to end to end this slash. Is like they blame it on the neurological damage. Oh, oh, we weren't (laughs) we weren't thinking. And the other and Jordy's like, oh yeah, totally. Me too. Yeah, neurological damage. (laughs) God, that's That's tragic. That's the tragic version. But we don't Uh, need the tragic version, Cameron, because we've got the real thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's quote this bitch.
0: Indeed.
2: All right. Go ahead, Worf. I am asked to give up the very lifeblood of my mother and my father to those who murdered
1: them. So you blame all Romulans for that? Yes. Yes. Forever? What if someday the Federation made peace with the Romulans? Impossible. That's what your people said a few years ago about humans. Think about how many died on both sides of that war. Would you and I be here now like this if we hadn't been able to let go of the anger and the blame? Where does it end, Worf? If that Romulan dies, does his family carry the bitterness on another generation?
0: Way to go, Riker. He's not just a pretty face. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, now it's now it's getting slashy. Wow. <laughs> I'll
0: be Batra, if that's all, all right, right with you. you. Be
1: Batra. Sounds good to me. And your parents let you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The majority them shoulders.
0: Jordy <laughs> started shouldering up over there. <laughs> He's just a and shruggy
1: he... kind of guy.
2: And your parents let you live? What kind of question
1: is that? Of course they let me live.
0: No wonder your race is weak. You waste time and resources on defective children.
1: Lieutenant, sometimes the moral obligations of command are less than clear. I have to weigh the good of the many against the needs of the individual and try to balance them as realistically as possible. God knows I don't always succeed.
2: I have had no cause to complain, Captain.
1: Oh, Lieutenant. (laughs) You wouldn't complain even if you had cause. (laughs) Oh, Lieutenant. (laughs) Oh, Lieutenant. Oh, my. (laughs) Beverly! We'll have a third tonight. (laughs) Tell Wesley to go to the holodeck. Hot. (laughs) so lieutenant. oh this is slash slash slash, slash lieutenant slash, i understand slash. your hey, hey, feelings that, that, that about is my that... part you're oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry de facto beverly, beverly. <laughs> well have fun talking to yourself you said that i, I know that. i did
0: i'm sorry Lieutenant, I understand your feelings about the Romulans, but this is not the time or the place. If
2: you had seen them kill your parents, you would
0: understand,
2: Doctor. It is always the time and place for those feelings. This Romulan didn't murder your parents, and you are the only one who can save his life. Then he will die.
1: I really wish just then he'd been like, (coughs) actually, I am the Romulan who killed his parents. (laughs) See, (laughs) Beverly goes well. Shit, (laughs) just
0: just a little little more farce in there.
1: (laughs) All right, I mean, let him die then. Do you want me to replicate a bat left? Yeah, do it. All right, do it. You're lying. I never lie. When I got sand in my shoes, Commodore, (laughs) so hot. (laughs)
2: Territories. You would measure territories against a man's life.
1: Commander, I am singularly impressed by your concern for a life. Do not risk any more lives by leaving the neutral zone. Commander, how is it that we were not informed of the presence of the second Romulan on Galadon Core?
0: A simple misunderstanding, Captain Picard. I was obviously misinformed as the size of the craft. I assure you I intended no deception.
1: Of course not.
0: You doubt my good faith.
1: Let's just say my faith would be reinforced by a gesture from you, such as powering down your disruptors.
0: Tomalek turns and nods to someone off-screen. Disruptors powering down! Sorry.
1: <laughs> You're fine.
0: I got sidetracked by my nodding. Continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Commander, we will return your officer and escort your ship to the neutral zone. That is acceptable. I think those two wanted to fuck, too. Oh, yeah, a little 100%. Bit. Commander Tomalek, it would appear our away team has located a second man from your one-man ship. Commander, both our ships are ready to fight. We have two extremely powerful and destructive arsenals at our command. Our next actions will have serious repercussions. We have good reason to mistrust one another. But we have even better reason to set those differences aside. Now, of course, the question is, who will take the initiative? Who will make the first gesture of trust? The answer is, I will. I must lower our shields to beam those men up from the planet's surface. Once the shields are down, you will, of course, have the opportunity to fire on us. If you do, you will destroy not only the Enterprise and its crew, but the ceasefire that the Romulans and the Federation now enjoy. Lieutenant, lower the shields. Close call. Too close, number one. Brinksmanship is a dangerous game. Welcome to the Galadon Corps, where no good deed goes unpunished.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like your Miles O'Brien, if that's okay.
1: <laughs> the electrical storms creating thousands of ghosts. <laughs>
0: We'll beam some of those ghosts back. One of them may be Jordy.
1: <laughs> Oh, no. My <laughs> grandma was... said never to mess with the spirits.
0: <laughs> Riker was so dramatic in the beginning of this episode. I forgot to mention that. He was he was a very He's different Will Riker. He's always dramatic. Yeah, but like it was more so than usual.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He was worried about his buddy.
2: My Starfleet training tells me one thing. But everything I am tells me another.
1: It obviously
0: wasn't Pilate's error. I think it demands a response from us.
1: But we must measure our response carefully, or history may remember Galondon Corps, along with Pearl Harbor and Station Salem 1, as the stage for a bloody preamble to war. I would have flipped those. I would have said... Station Salem 1 or Pearl Harbor, because I'm guessing Station Salem 1 is probably a little more recent and relevant to this crew than Pearl Harbor is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the point was not yet made clearly, Commander, let me make it again. Romulan warbirds do not enter Federation space unless they are prepared to do battle. But on a mission of mercy. A mission to recover one of your officers who has been caught on a Federation planet for reasons as yet unknown. I have already explained. And I have rejected your
2: explanation. You have one chance to escape destruction, Picard. Return my officer at once. Commander, you have entered Federation space despite my warning. You forced the situation. I will not leave
1: without him. He's
2: dead. Then he is but the first to fall, Picard.
1: Now back to the love story. Ugh, ugh.
2: I no more wish to die than you do.
1: Bakra. there are times when it's necessary to die for one's ideals. Do you believe this is one of those times? Come on. Let's go find the beacon. That's his code for it. <laughs> so uh, hot. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Darling.
0: Are you all right?
1: I need you. Badly. So hot. So hot.
0: Well, Dan, in Tradition of our favorite slash traditions, I would like to hear, what do you think happens to these two? Since we're not going with the tragic ending and blaming the planet. Um,
1: Uh, I think that Geordi's going to take some shore leave near the Romulan neutral zone, um, which is well-earned after being left on a planet like this. In a hole. (laughs) and uh, In more ways than one. Oh, absolutely. And his... His Romulan, lover. His Romulan lover, having dishonored himself, will get podunk guard duty on a patrol ship near the edge of the neutral zone. And one night, he's going to climb in board, get inside of <laughs> <Him>. a torpedo. <laughs> and it'll be launched, and jordi will intercept it in a craft, uh, in like a little shuttle. And uh, yeah, they'll think that the Romulan just jump ship and whatever. But actually, they'll they'll spend the rest of their days in between season three and four. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hold up in a little in a little uh, tropical planet near the near the neutral zone. With no brain scrambling lightning storms.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, right. So so they keep in touch.
1: Oh, they touch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they, uh, I like that story very much. Ugh. Ugh. It's just, it's so lovely. And they were so cute together. Ugh, God. Ugh. It just does my little old heart so good.
1: So, Cameron.
0: Yes, Daniel.
1: How many tricorder visor crossbows would you give this? <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's what it looked like when they combined his visor with the tricorder. It looked like a little hand crossbow. It was like, p-tool, p-tool. <laughs> pew pew. I, you know, I'd give it
0: 4.25. I had a great time. Awesome. How about you,
1: Dan? Yeah, I'd give it. Uh, I'd give it a. Th- I'd give it a three point seven five. It was good. I had a good time. The best time.
0: And we will always. We will always think of them fondly.
1: Mm-hmm. But we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, we and that have. just leaves one last thing to do.
0: And that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week
1: but to make it so,
0: and for Dan to say,
1: keep on trekking. Happy apocalypse, Cameron. (laughs) Happy apocalypse, Dan. More like apocalypse. Wow. Social distancing oh, was already happening because of social media. Because nobody talks to each other anymore. really <laughs> Boomer Manelli here. Kids <laughs> do things differently than when I did them, and that threatens me and my place in the social <laughs> order. <laughs> but we must measure our response carefully, or history may remember. Galadon. Galordon, Yeah, Galordon. 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 Galordon Gallor-d- <laughs> Core. There we go. <clears throat> but we must measure our response carefully, or history may remember Galadon Core along with. It's Galordon. 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 <laughs> Galordon. Galordon. Michaels. I'm so forlorn. I'm gollondun. <laughs> um, there, there is, so. there is a de- there is a demon standing in the doorway behind. Well, yeah, you, though. that's Fred. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you knew he's rubbing his nipples. It's just kind of weird me out. <laughs> a secret weapon production.